The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In order to stay ahead of your competition, a lot of your success rises or falls based on your current marketing plan. Get ready for the Mojo Marketing Edge Radio Show. Today, hosts Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez will open up your awareness of the many different ways to market your business and reap major results. Now, here is the team behind Mojo Video Marketing, Ira and Corey. All right, Corey and I are here, mojovideomarketing.com. You can feel free to check us out. Lots of great stuff on that website. You know, lots of great tools and, and, and tips for you all about marketing. We do video marketing and lead generation. So go ahead and check that out. Today, we are going to pick up where we left off with Mr. Costas Peppas, who was really just diving into the whole PPC realm. We, we learned about how when he was in, in high school, he started his, his own IT company, his own technology company, and built that out, really decided to focus on the leads, really wanted to enjoy the process, left, left, of, left, excuse me, left us with that little nugget, which actually was a huge kind of aha moment for me. And, and write that down again. He, he gave us a quote you know, about really discovering you know, and getting in stride with your business, and you really have to enjoy the process. And if you focus on, on things that will help you enjoy the process, it will really help you enjoy your business better because, you know, in the end, we get started into businesses because we're truly passionate uh, about what we do. And along the lines, I mean, you can tend to lose some of that because you're doing things that maybe we shouldn't be doing in our business or you're, you're, you're not doing where, you know, what, where your strengths are. So your strengths might be in, in business building and business strategy, and yet you're really in the trenches and doing a lot of things like that. So we really have to figure out how do we build processes and systems that help us enjoy our business rather than get bogged down and, and stuck in the weeds, as you might call it. So then we went and talked about, you know, how he grew his business and and started using video as a prospecting tool and how that worked. And then how he started doing some more interesting things and and then delved into the realm of pay-per-click advertising and how you could pay, you know, pay for an ad, use it to drive traffic to your website, build the leads and the and the funnel and fill it all, chock full of prospects and in the end have a lot of people to pick from for becoming clients. And so we were really diving into that because it's an excellent model. I mean, you know, Google has essentially made all their money on pay-per-click and, and much of that. And so they've really kind of perfected the models in a lot of way. And so they are the big dog in the pay-per-click realm. There's other, you know, others out there that do pay-per-click, such as you know, Yahoo and Bing and, all, and, and the like and many other pay-per-click uh, kind of models out there. 
And what we wanted to do is is focus a little bit on some uh, some strategies around pay per click. So we talked about it on a real high level last time, and talked about the opportunity behind pay per click and why businesses should be looking at it. We talked about Costas's experience when it comes to pay per click, and so now we want to kind of dive into some examples revolving around the listeners. So you, uh, some of the listeners suggested their own businesses up for critique, up for review, and. Uh, that's exactly what we're going to do here today with Mr. Costas Peppas. So, uh, so I, I want to welcome back Costas back to the program. I know he's he's been traveling, just got back into the office. Costas, are you there? Hello there, Corey. Thanks for having me again. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it was such an interesting topic that we were talking about, you know, the whole pay-per-click model and, and about you getting started. And there's lots of lessons in there. And uh, you're such a a whiz at business strategy. And so, you know, I, I know that when you focus on something, you dig in deep and, and uh, you really focus on, on getting a direct result as of what you, uh, as of what you do. And I think that's a big reason why, why you've looked at pay-per-click as that model is because, you know, you can essentially load up a campaign and have it working for you, have it get direct results, but also have it lead to a systematic way of getting business long into the future, wouldn't you say? Oh, totally, man. Totally, yeah. It still is, <clears throat> you know, it still is the secret weapon, I think. Um, and, and actually, traditional pay-per-click, the way that we've talked about it, it's kind of gotten stale, and a lot of people are going away from it because there are all these other companies coming up with more exciting. It's still pay-per-click, but they wrap it around a really, really exciting interface or something. Although in the end, they're reselling the same thing. So, um, you know, the, the big push and encouragement that I want to make is to go back to what works. And, you know, right around 2000, the year 2001, Google, uh, you know, Google started doing pay-per-click. Yahoo had a pay-per-click system. And uh, they really started this whole revolution of paying for traffic, and it still is a gold mine. So, um, you know, the way I like to say is if, you know, in, in my 14 years of being in business full-time as an entrepreneur with, different, with various businesses, if somebody, you know, proverbially held a gun to my head and I had to get results immediately, like short-term, right? I mean, you're not going to do a branding strategy, right? You're not going to take out billboards if – your if your if if your business depends on it, if you paying your bills depends on this advertising activity, you're not going to do an image campaign like Coke <laughs> or take out a radio commercial, right? Because that's putting way too much on image advertising. What I would go back to if I had to make it work, it it, it, it always comes back comes back to pay per click for me because you can always measure the return. So I think this is probably the most important uh, strategy and tactic that we could be talking about. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we talk a lot about direct response on this program. And direct response is essentially you you put a piece of marketing out there and you, you get a, a response back. And, you know, if I put out, you know, 100 pieces, then I'm going to get you know, I'm going to get a couple to actually take a nibble on my my offer, my irresistible offer, whatever it is. And pay, that's exactly what pay-per-click is. I mean, you put up ads, it's seen by, you know, hundreds or even thousands of people, and you're going to get a, a portion of those people to take a step forward and say, okay, I'll click on, right? And then a portion of those people that click through to your website and your offer say, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this, or I'm going to put my details in there. And then a portion of that 
actually want to meet with you or, or purchase, go to the shopping cart, or you, know, you do a consultative meeting where you do a needs analysis and figure out what they're looking for, and then, and then you bring them on as a client. So all along the way, there's, you know, there's, there's tons of opportunity to get that response, but it all starts from getting, getting in front of that, that client and customer. And what I love is, is it's, it's kind of like in, you know, in the days of networking, I mean, you go to a networking event, you can meet some people and, and line up some meetings, right? That's kind of like direct response. And it's an old school method, right? It requires more energy and more effort. And the way I look at, at pay-per-click, it's kind of like networking with a lot of people, um, but you're throwing out your ad and these people are more or less looking for what you're doing. And, you know, if you throw up an ad that you'll get so many clicks and then from there, it's just conversion. And so, so that's why I like it. I mean, it's just, it's just a solid model. A lot of businesses have, have been made by pay-per-click. I mean, there's tons of businesses out there that the primary thing that they do to grow their business is pay-per-click. And if they didn't do pay-per-click, their business would be nowhere near as close to where it is right now. So it's single-handedly, I mean, people have spent billions of dollars on it and they've met, you know, across the, you know, the economy of the United States and the amount of commerce that's been done is, is huge. It's tremendous. I mean, it, I, I, it'd be hard to actually put a, an actual number on it. But the ROI can be huge. And so that's why we're diving into it. This is really the second part of a, of a conversation rega- regarding pay-per-click advertising and the, the, the promises that it has for your business. So, so let's, let's dive in, and we're going to talk about a couple examples. And, and before we do that, was there any other notes or, or anything you wanted to go over Costas, because I know I know things come up with you all the time, and uh, you know everything that you say really has very huge significance. So, is there anything that you want to talk to before we kind of dive into some actual case studies or or some examples that we can strategize around? Yes, Corey. Sure. Thanks for inviting me to do that because I was actually thinking uh, just that was as I was waiting to be connected uh, for this show. I was I was just really thinking what would be like you know what what is a core strategy that I think is important because. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the best laid plans only work when you actually take action on them. Yep. So the, the thing I'm always careful of when I'm, when I'm having the sort of conversations that you and I are having right now is I never want it to be, uh, I never want somebody to listen to us and say, wow, that sounds like a great idea, and then go away and not do it because either they're busy or because we didn't present the information in, in such a way. So let me just start with a foundational, quick little uh, analogy that I think is going to be helpful. Um, so I know that you, you do your show around marketing and you've talked around plenty of marketing strategies. So I think most of your listen, listeners will know this, but maybe they haven't heard it in this type of perspective. Um, I have a buddy who's a, one of the top uh, stock market traders in North America. This is a distinction that he got um, last year and he continues to just perform amazingly, right? He works for this big hedge fund. He trades billions of dollars in stocks. So he's really on the top of his game, right? And he has, all, he has this big formula that he uses, right? It's his own special sauce as to know which stocks to invest in, right? It, there's no magic in it, but he has his own magic, right? So what I think is important is the distinction that, so my buddy's father-in-law, we all know this about my friend, my buddy's father-in-law said, um, went up to him and said, hey, look, I've got this money that I want to invest in the stock market, 
I know you won't do it for me because it's a conflict of interest. He can't manage his family's accounts. So he said, I know you won't do it for me, but teach me how to do it, right? Because you figure if you've got someone who's so amazing at this, and he encourages everybody he knows to invest in the stock market, right? Just because he, he, has, he has dedicated his life to this thing and he, and he believes in it. So his father-in-law went to him. Now, this is like, this is like six months before his wedding. So it was, it was his father-in-law to be. Went up to him and said, teach me this. And he's like, yeah, sure, great. We'll have a weekly meeting. And here's what happened, Corey, and everybody else. That although this father-in-law, his father-in-law was working with the best in the world, what is the number one um, rule when it comes to, to, to trading stocks? Corey, I don't know, you and I have never talked about this, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but what do you think is the number one rule when it comes to trading stocks, when it comes to investing your money in something? What is the thing that, you need to be, that everybody needs to be careful of that gets them into trouble? Uh, well, you know, there's the age-old tenet is like buy low, sell high. I mean, that's, right? that's, that's the rule that I've always heard. I don't know if that's kind of along the lines of what you're thinking yeah. there. Okay, so that's exactly what everybody says. Buy low, sell high. It's such an obvious thing. That's what my buddy does. He buys lows and, and he sells high. Everybody knows buy low, sell high. But why don't they buy low and sell high? What happens? Well, what happens is when somebody like his father-in-law went and put his actual money Buying, uh, buying low and selling high makes sense until you get your emotions involved. When you get your emotions involved, all of a sudden, you feel like doing the opposite because you're always afraid. You'll buy, you'll buy high and sell low. That's why everybody gets screwed up in the stock market because they go in saying, all right, buy low, sell high. But then what happens is you buy and then the stock price goes down and then you get afraid and you say, well, I don't want to lose all my money. So then you sell. So you bought high and you sell low and you sold low. The, the most important thing that you can do in the stock market is take your emotion away from it. And what happened is, this is funny, that even though my friend, who's the top trader in the North America, uh, and his soon-to-be father-in-law, his soon-to-be father-in-law, after a month, said, you know what, I can't do this, I need to pull all my money out because it's just too stressful. And even though he, you know, he had a guaranteed sure thing as long as he worked with my friend because my friend was willing to teach him, but it was just too emotional. And I think that's the hardest thing about us being in business is because every marketing campaign that a business owner does, this is taking money out of, out of his pocket, right? Even if it's the money out of your business's pocket. These are money from your, your profits, from your assets. These are, this is money that would otherwise go to your family. So I think that's the hard part that we get. We put pressure on ourselves um, to want to do everything right that sometimes we buy low and sell high, right? I mean, I'm sorry, we buy high and sell low and we make the mistake. Yep. So the first encouragement that I want to make is as we talk about marketing, you just have to, once you get a smart plan, especially when it comes to buying traffic, you just have to know what to look for. It's like a doctor, right? A doctor can't freak out when he's in the middle of surgery because even if things seem to be going the other way, because the doctor has experience. And that's kind of the, that's the, that's the foundational strategy that I want to just relay right now, because if you get that, then the rest is just tactics. It's just learning stuff. And I think we're going to give people a really good foundation today. Yeah, no, that's great. And y exactly. You have to know what to look for. You have to be really clued in on that. It's like, you know, let's just say, you know, and, and you, you made a mention about an example involving a doctor and that's perfect. I mean, you know, like, like, let's just say you got three patients there. They're all waiting to get seen by the doctor. They're in the emergency care unit, you know, and one's, you know, one's bleeding, right? Bleeding, you know, pretty steadily, right? From a wound on their head or something like that. And you've got another, you got another person who's, who's short of breath, right? And, and another person who's, 
uh, you know, they've got another ailment. It's like, who do you look at first? And the doctor would always, you know, even though it seems like, um, you know, it's maybe not as significant. You got this guy bleeding over here. They'll look at the person that's, you know, that's that's short of breath because, you know, I mean, you need oxygen, uh, you know, in order to you know, breathe, you know, pump energy through the heart and get that going and all that stuff. I mean, you just need it. And so if you can't breathe, then then all of your systems will shut down, right? If you're if you're bleeding, you can at least do some blood transfusions and do that. And the whole point of this whole story is that you got to know what to look for, and you know, and that's why it's important to really focus in on the the strategies, the most important things, and and to not get emotional, right? If you're in, if that doctor gets emotional in that very minute. He could definitely focus on the guy who's bleeding, but he knows because of the training that he needs to focus on on the the, the ailment that's the most dangerous to what they're doing. So, um, so we got about a. Uh a couple minutes here. What I'm going to do is um, I'm going to break a little bit early and we're going to come back. We're going to dive right into some e- e- examples involving pay-per-click campaigns and and uh, focusing on what works and, and making sure that we don't get as emotional about it, but we stick to the, the numbers that are important and what we need to focus on. So we're going to take a quick break here. And when we be we get back, we'll, we'll be talking to Costas Pepis all about more pay-per-click ad advertising. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, we're back. Corey Michael Sanchez here, mojovideomarketing.com. And we are talking to Costas Peppas here, a, one of the, the premier experts in, in marketing. And as it relates to pay-per-click, just a dynamo. He's created softwares around it, really understands it. He's taught thousands of people how to do it. And here he is teaching, teaching you how to do it. So let's, let's dive in. You know, we've got some, some excellent examples that we wanted to have Costas take a look at because you know, strategy is so very important when it comes to a pay-per-click campaign. Right. It's it's w- what are we using to uh, entice people to approach us? Right. Because pay-per-click, it's a phenomenal way of, uh, of getting business. 
but you know you could you could spend all of your ad budget very quickly and realize that uh, that that you're not you don't have the right hook, you don't have the right copy, it's not going to the right landing page. And the cool thing about it is you can change it very rapidly, change it on the fly, change it from day to day, and and really focus on the results. So that's the that's the really cool thing about it. It allows you to do that testing and measuring, and especially if you are uh, guided with some expert knowledge, that's going to make it even better for you. So we've got a couple examples here um, from from things that you know clients have submitted. They say, "Yeah, let's take a look at my business and and uh, and see what what would be kind of a campaign that I could use for pay per click." Because I, I realize that there's a lot of potential out there. I've never done it. I'd like to do it. And I'd like to start generating some results with it. So, so let's take a look at, at these businesses. So we've got a couple examples here. One of them is a, is a roofing company. They're based out of Texas. And uh, they do you know, roofing on uh, governmental sites. They do general contract stuff. So they do residential. They do commercial. They do governmental. Um, so they have a lot of different things that they, uh, they can advertise to. So I threw that over to Costas. And so... Uh, Costas, let's let's dive into it. Were you able to take a look at that example? Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, okay, so let's go right into your roofer and talk about very specifically what he would do or she. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is, this is going to apply to every campaign, right? There's some foundational things that I'm just going to relay right over, and they're a bit technical, but now we're getting into the technical portion of what needs to be done, right? So I'm hoping at this point everybody understands why it's important, but we're going to talk about how to do it. So... The first is, we're only going to focus on Google AdWords to start. Now, there's other uh, very, very nice platforms. Bing has a great advertising platform. Yahoo does too. Um, But I always recommend starting with Google. And the reason is because they have most of the market share. And once you get a campaign working on Google, you can then port it out to the other platforms. But keep it simple. Start with Google first. Second, once you start a campaign, right, you're, you're going to go to google.com forward slash AdWords and create an AdWords account. When you start a campaign, when you're creating it, Google gives you a couple options. It asks you if you want to create a search campaign, a display campaign, uh, and you also have the opportunity to create a mobile campaign. What most people do, and by default, Google will do this for you, right? So if you're not paying attention, Google will create one campaign with all three of those mediums. So Google will create one campaign and automatically target search, content network, and mobile. That's that's one of the biggest mistakes that you can make. So the first thing I want to relay over to you is that create a separate campaign for each one of those. Definitely one for only search and one only for mobile. The reason for that is because somebody who uses their mobile phone to see your ad and click on it will behave much differently than someone who's on their computer. So, uh, So that's bit number one that will save you thousands and thousands of dollars. And also, when you're targeting the search network, Make sure Google is going to ask you, by default, they're going to do this automatically. They're going to say, do you want to only target Google or do you want to target our search partners? That's what they call it. They say, do you want to extend your advertising to our search partners? Most people will, uh, will leave that checked, but you want to actually uncheck it. That's because you want all of your advertising dollars being spent only on Google. If you, know, if you give them 100 bucks, you want them spending $100 only on their area. You don't want them spending 50 bucks on, them, on themselves and then the other 50 on all these random third-party platforms that you're never going to hear about. So that's very, very important. It keeps all your money working for you in one place. So basically the idea is 
by spending, I'm just going to make, make up a number here, by spending 100 bucks on Google with the settings that I showed you will be the equivalent of you spending $1,000 on your own if you weren't careful about these settings. You'll have 10 times better results, which also means that your competitors who don't know this or your competitors who are paying some random advertising agency who doesn't – now, agencies don't pay attention either because they have way too many clients, right? And also, they don't, they don't have the ability to be able to hone in the way we are right now. What I'm telling you is if you can get your advertising cost to see conversions at 10 times the savings, at 10 times the ad spend as your competitors, then you're going to win all day long and your competitors are going to look at you like, what are you doing that we're not doing? So I hope that makes sense. You with me, Corey? I'm with you all the way. Essentially, what you're what you're doing is niching down the what to click on, what not to click on, and and the 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 essentially the first mistakes that people make on their pay per click campaign come right out the gate and can cost you thousands that you don't want to end up spending money on. So these are no these are, this is really great information for everybody to learn. Okay, that's great. So now let's move on to the first important question that everybody should ask, and let's do it uh, with, the, with, with the case study of your roofer here. Um, we have to decide what is a conversion, right? And let's take a step back. A conversion, when I ask what a conversion is, that means what is the call to action? What are you actually measuring, right? So uh, just, to, just to make this up, if you took out a Yellow Pages ad, what would you consider a call to action be? Some people would say, well, I want to track the emails the amount of times people email, or I want to track the amount of times people visit my website as a result, or I want to track how many phone calls I get, right? So you, everybody needs to decide how they're going to measure what a conversion is. And there's three ways that I would look at it. And, and let, let me just present these three ways, and then we can decide for the roofer example here. Uh, the first is when somebody needs to buy something, so this, is, this would be really appropriate for e-commerce websites, people selling stuff online. I would not do this for high-ticket services. I would not do this for a roofer. Uh, like I, so for roofing, I would not choose a sale to be a conversion just because it's going to take a lot to make one sale, and one sale costs a lot of money. Now, on the flip side, if you're selling you know, a, a $3 mug, then that's the whole purpose of why that landing page exists then that's a lot different, or a $7 service or a $20 service. It all depends on your market. But the first thing is, do you want a conversion? Do you consider it a conversion when someone buys something? Um, the second type is a phone call. So let's just call it a lead. So when some, is, it, is it a conversion when someone picks up the phone and calls you or sends you an email? That's what I think would make mo the most sense for this roofer mm -hmm. because they, are, they, wanna, they probably want to measure leads. Exactly. How many leads did I get? And then they want to measure how many sales they got off those leads. And then the third, uh, the third measure, which I think you know, a lot of people would have problems with, but I don't as much, is traffic. How many eyeballs did I get to see this landing page? Um, and I think with a combination of those three, those are usually all I need in order to optimize any campaign that I'm working on. So... Um, I'll stop there, ask you what you think, Corey, and, and what you think is best for your roofer example. Okay, no, this is great. So, uh, you know, and, uh, we're basically boiling it down to what do you want to happen, right? And everybody, look, everybody wants a sale to happen. I mean, that's the whole goal. Why would you do marketing? Is because you want to generate sales, right? 
Um, but you really got to boil it down to what do you want to happen next, right? You're putting out advertisements. What's the first indicator that you got something there, that you got something positive and that, that uh, it's, it's likely something's going to happen as a result? And so you got, like Costa said, lots of different things out there. I mean, if you're, look, if you're looking at something where it's, it's easy to make a buying decision on it, and people do it often on the Internet, Right, if you're buying a T-shirt or something like that, or it's you know it's a simple little uh, doohickey or something that they can buy and then you ship it out to them, or they can buy and you can deliver it right away, and it's not a very uh, not a large cost of uh, or a barrier to entry, then yeah, I mean you want to be you know focusing on on increasing the checkouts and the sales, right? If you're doing roofing or consulta- consultations, if you're a coach. Right. Or if you're if you do, you know, design and remodeling, I mean, it all starts with a conversation because, I mean, you're certainly not going to sell anything, uh, you know, just like that. I mean, it's not like somebody can go there and and know exactly how much that they're going to pay for a, a roofing job. Right. There's nothing like that. They have to have a conversation with a real human that's going to go out there and make an assessment and then, you know, submit a submit a quote or an estimate. And from there, that's where a conversion process happens to leading to a sale. So, you know, we get it. Everything we want a sale to happen, but what's that most important next thing that you want to happen, right? And uh, for this particular uh, person, yeah, the phone call would really be the best assessment. Now, we could also do an assessment based on traffic as well. At the end, what he's really looking for is, is phone calls. So, yeah, you're exactly right, Costas. So let's dive in on that. Okay, so we've now there is a little bit of technical stuff that on how to set that up as a conversion, but I want to save that at the end, and and uh, maybe there's a tool that I can recommend that can help with this. But so the first thing we've done is decide what do we consider a conversion to be, and we've decided that it's going to be phone calls. So now here's the important thing: I'm taking. I'm making an assumption here because, and and maybe I should have said this in the very beginning when I was talking about mistakes, but you never ever want to send your traffic to your homepage, right? So a a, a huge mistake make is that they, they have this really nice AdWords campaign and it's really well optimized. And then they're, all they're doing is sending all the clicks to their homepage. And then as soon as someone goes to the homepage, there are just too many directions they can go to and then they get lost and then they leave. And then someone will say, well, what's wrong with my, what's wrong with my Google AdWords campaign? I'm getting a bunch of clicks, but not making any sales. Well, the, the AdWords campaign is fine, but you're not sending them to the right landing page. So um, I, I'm going to save that for the end as well because I, I, there's some specifics I want to go into, into for landing page. So, but I just wanted to state that for what it's worth here. So, uh, Corey, my, my methodology consists of two phases, right? Two distinct phases that we're going to talk about here. The first, which I'm digging into right now, is what I'm going to call go nuts, right? And, and, I, and this is a very, very temporary phase. So I hope that somebody doesn't stop listening right now and then blame me for what happens later because you have to really pay attention here. Phase one is go nuts. Phase one is when you're very liberal with all your keywords. There are um, some conservative people. I I always get actually, I've got students uh, who I coach around this stuff and they tell me, Costas, my, my AdWords campaign, it's just not working. It's not getting traffic. And I'll look, I'll look at their campaign and they'll only have five keywords in there or 10 keywords. And the reason is because they don't want to spend too much money. They're afraid of, of, of giving Google way too much money before they see a sale. 
The problem with that is when you have two little keywords, it'll take six months before you even know what's going on. <laughs> so phase one is be liberal with your keywords. Go for as many keywords as you can. And don't even worry about whether they're a great fit. So for instance, we're, uh, for our roofer example, you might go after the keyword roofer, roofing, roofers, new roof construction, commercial roof, everything that you can think of about roofing. But there might be some unrelated keywords too that you think that maybe they, they're not a fit. Like um, let's say you don't, let's say you're, your business doesn't do metal roofing, right? Well, you still might bid on metal roofing keywords because maybe when that person calls, you can sell them on why your, you know, your methodology for roofing is better than having a metal roof. So basically I'm encouraging you at this stage to be very, very liberal with your keywords. Two, more is way better than less. Now, here's how you're going to find your keywords, right? Because you might say, well, I don't know what keywords to put in. Do I just think of them for my head? Well, there are plenty of tools that you can use, but Google has a really, really good one. And it's called the Google Keyword Planner. It's free for you to use. And it's basically Google's keyword tool. It used to be called the AdWords keyword tool and then they upgraded it recently. So you can find it if you go to Google and just type Google Keyword Planner, they will give you access to their tool. It comes free as part of your AdWords account. And you'll be able to go in and type a keyword like I've just done uh, called Roofer and it'll show you, in my case, it's showing me about a thousand keywords right here that I can scroll through. And it's breaking them down. So as I'm looking on my screen, there are a bunch of columns. It tells me the keyword, and these are keywords that people in your area are actually searching for. So here's what I see. Roofers, local roofers, Houston roofers, Denver roofers, roofers Phoenix, Denver roofer, and it keeps going down the list. There's just uh, a bunch of, there, there's about 800 keywords on my screen right now with, that are all randomly geared towards roofers. Now you'll notice that even though I'm, I, I specified Texas, I specified Dallas, Texas in the tool, but it's still showing me keywords from other states. It's showing me Portland, Oregon. It's showing me Houston. It's showing me San Diego. This is because Google, when you specify a local search in Google, it doesn't necessarily resolve only to your local area. So you're just going to have to eyeball these and know which ones not to include. Like I wouldn't include any uh, keywords for Denver for Dallas. But again, it's better to err, err on the side of more keywords than less. So Corey, do you have any questions about that or is there anything you want me to cover about this tool before I go on about it? No, I mean, so you just go there and you type in like a keyword that you think people would be looking for, correct? Like it's, it, you got to kind of take a, uh, take it yeah. in on okay. that level. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's take a step back here because um, you, you brought up a good question. So how do you know what keyword to put in in the first place? So the first thing is, you know your industry. So in this case, I just typed roofing because I just heard you mention roofing. Corey, now I'm not a roofer. I have no idea. So I just took the general category uh, called roofing. Now you can do that. You can start there by just choosing the most general, um, like if, if like accountant, um, landscaping, you know, anything like that. Any, uh, just the most general version of your industry and drill deeper from there. Um, there's another tool that can help you with that drilling down and it's called Google Trends. So if you go to google.com forward slash trends, T-R-E-N-D-S, you'll be presented with maybe something you've heard of before, but maybe not in this way. 
So if I go to the Google Trends right now and I type roofing in there, you scroll down a bit and you'll see, like I'm looking right now, I see metal roofing, roofing shingles, shingles, roofing contractors, roofing materials, roofing company. It's giving me all these extra keywords that I wouldn't have thought of on my own. So I would take each one of those that I spotted from Google Trends and also place them in the Google Keyword Planner. This is how you end up with a key. So, so basically, let me, let, let, let's dig a little deeper here. Google Trends, off, from me typing roofing, has given me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, variations of that term, which I could go and take those seven variations and type into Google Keyword Planner, and that would give me seven times the keywords. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> okay, so step one is to find as many keywords as you can. Now, let me qualify this because I had somebody, somebody heard me say this, and then they wrote into my support desk saying, Costas, um, I ran out of memory on my computer because I have close to a million keywords, and, and what am I doing wrong here? Well, when I say be liberal, I don't mean have a million keywords. A million is way too many. I would say that the most you can come up with at first, if that's only 50, then it has to be 50. But I'm encouraging you to come up with as many as you can. Now, that might be a couple hundred. It might be a couple thousand. I would not start with more than a couple thousand keywords, just for organization's sake. Um, so, and as I'm looking at this tool, I just want to, I know some people are going to look at this and see some things that concern them. The first is, this tool, the, the Google Keyword Planner, talks about uh, competition. So a lot of these keywords it's saying are very, very competitive, and it's suggesting these crazy bids. So for instance, for roofing companies, Google is telling me I've got to spend $35 a click in order to make that work. Most people will look at that and say, holy crap, I cannot spend $35 per click. I mean, 100 clicks would put me out of business even, would blow my whole budget for the month. I'm very glad that Google does this, and let me tell you why, because it's false. This scares most people away. And here's why, because when Google show, is showing me this report telling me that I would have to bid $35 a click and the competition is very high, it's, that, it's considering those numbers on a national level. It's, it's not for me to compete in Dallas. This is if I were to compete across the entire country. That's how Google measures its competition, even though I typed Dallas, Texas originally. So the results are skewed. So when you see something that's highly competitive that Google is telling you is going to be really expensive, nine times out of ten, it's not. That's just them missing. That, that's just them not drilling down into your local area. So I know. So I would confidently take this roofing company's keyword, which Google's telling me would cost thirty-five dollars a click, and I would throw it in there, knowing that it would scare away nine times out of ten most of my competition, and then I'd figure out a way to make that profitable, which I'm going to talk about in the next step. Love so it. Oh, that totally makes sense. That's actually very ninja because, you know, that could, that would certainly stop somebody in their tracks because they're doing the math and they're like, you know, I don't even know if this will work. How many clicks could I possibly get? I mean, you know, if I get clicks, I mean, that's going to cost me more money. And so now they're looking at how much money it's going to cost rather than, you know, how much money that they're going to stand to make. So that's, that's a very excellent point here. And we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the next steps for this campaign, and we're going to give you some helpful 
tools that you can use to make this way easier. So we'll be back in just a moment. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Listen for MD Radio on the Voice America Variety Channel. That's Muscular Development Radio. Every Monday, your host, Sean Ray, will take you inside the world of bodybuilding and health and fitness. The show will feature Hall of Fame bodybuilders, trainers, judges, and the future champions of tomorrow. Plus, you'll be invited to participate in our call-in Ask the Pros feature. And our nutritional spotlight will feature products that can help you achieve your fitness goals. MD Radio is broadcast live Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. Corey Michael Sanchez here, mojovideomarketing.com. Got Costas Peppas here. He's taking us through a campaign. It's it's look over his shoulder, except we're doing it all live on the air uh, through this program. And uh, he's taking us step-by-step on implementing a very practical pay-per-click campaign when, when it comes to a, a special client. We're talking about roofing. So, you know, we had an example here. We've got a roofing company as a, as a customer. And they're like, if I was to start doing pay-per-click, I mean, what would I, what would I look for? How would I do it? What are the next steps and all of that? And so Costas has really taken us through exactly that. And so the where we left off was, you know, his big hint and, and secret was go nuts. Find a lot of keywords and put them together. And remember, you're not supposed to have millions and uh, certainly less than a couple of thousand. But, you know, go for a couple hundred when you're getting started. Find as many as possible so that way you can, you can really assess your campaign. And also, not to get scared by all the numbers that you see on, on the PPC when you're going into Google and trying to figure out how much this will cost you. So just, just realize that you, no matter what, are in full control. You're in control of how much you spend and how you do this. And, uh, and, and you know, you can, you can throttle it up, you can throttle it down as much as you like. And what we're trying to do is get things kick-started and get things moving in the positive direction so that way you can get more business and have another stream 
of incoming leads and incoming business that happens on a, a daily basis and extremely frequently and, and gets to a point where you you know exactly how many calls you're going to get over the course of a week or the course of a, a month or even even a day. And it all becomes very systematic. So uh, so basically, let me turn it back over to Costas, who's going to dive even more into what we're doing here with this particular example involving Castro roofing and building a, a pay-per-click campaign uh, for this business. All right. Well, thank you, Corey. Okay, so we talked about being liberal with your keywords. So at this point, you should use the tools that I've, that I've described previously to put together your list. Now... Where most, this is another mistake that most businesses with Google AdWords accounts make. They will take those keywords and just dump them right in to their Google AdWords campaign. The problem with that is, that's called broad targeting. The problem with that is, Google will see the keywords that you've entered, and Google will then associate those keywords with millions of other variations. So for instance, an example is, I had a... Um, pest control company that we were working with. And part of what they did was mouse, mouse removal, right? So when you have a mouse problem in your house, you would call them up. Well, wh uh, what Google was doing, because we were making this mistake, was seeing when somebody typed uh, mouse removal, they were seeing uh, my client on their Google results. But the problem is other people were typing Mickey Mouse or, Di or something about Disney. And literally, we were coming up for searches around Mickey Mouse. The reason for that is because Google was doing what's called broad, uh, broad match targeting, where Google is seeing our keywords and then relating it to other potential matches. And we were spending money on clicks from all these random keywords that weren't resulting in business. Now, this is a mistake that I made in like 2003, and that's why I know to talk about it now, because, because I looked at, we, we were getting all this traffic and no phone calls, and then I looked back at our uh, statistics, at our website statistics, and noticed this. So, um, it's a big no-no to use broad match. Do not use broad match. What you need to do is take all those keywords that you have and create unique ad groups for them, right? So we don't have uh, the time. I want to uh, just just take that for granted with what I said. Um, if you, I, we would, I would be able to give an explanation, but I just want to be um, sensitive to our time here. You need to have one ad group per keyword. That is a lot of work, but again, you're looking at, uh, at your money going as far as possible. Now, each ad group that you create for each keyword will allow you to specify an ad right? I always recommend having two advertisements per keyword. Now an ad is what shows when somebody types in your phrase and they see you on Google. So I always recommend testing two variations at a time just because you have a great opportunity to see which ad worked the best. So let's take one of these keywords. I'm just looking at the list here. Let's take uh, roofing contractors. So let's say we're bidding on the keyword roofing contractors and we're setting up our ad group for it. So roofing contractors comes up. Let's quickly go over a little formula to see how to come up with the best ad. Now there's a lot of formulas around this. I'm just gonna show you something that comes to the, to the top of my mind. What I actually do is go to Google and type roofing contractors and then I'll type New York City. 
The reason why I type this is because New York City is a very populated city with a lot of money being spent on advertising. So chances are that anybody who comes up on these ads is spending a ton of money, and I assume that it's, which, which indicates to me that if they're spending a ton of money, that it's probably working. So I just look at the list of people who are paying for ads uh, in New York City under that keyword. And here's what I see. I see roof contractors, call us to get a free estimate today. Quality installations and repairs, call today, free estimates. Uh, online special, save 15% interest instantly. 12 months, no interest financing available. No use reinventing the wheel. Here's another one I see. Roof contractor of the year, BBBA+, most trusted roofer. So take one of these that you think seems the best for you, just the descriptions. Use those for yours. On the first ad, take it exactly the way that it appears on those, compet- on those other businesses in other states. Then on the second variation, switch the first line with the second line. So in other words, um, okay, I've got here, online special, save 15% instantly. And then underneath that, 12 months, no interest financing available. Do one ad exactly the way that I said it. And then another variation where you switch them so that 12 months, no interest financing available becomes the first line and online special save 15% becomes the second line. That is the fastest way for you to be able to get an ad up as quickly as possible without thinking about it. Um, and then you optimize from there. Does that make sense, Corey? Yeah. So kind of review that with, with us, uh, one more time. So we're creating, um, and and I understand if you were showing this, it'd be a lot more simple to, to really display, but, um, so you're creating your ad, you need two advertisements per keyword and so you would go to a, you would search up a keyword and, and find an example of, of a highly competitive area. You know, people that are spending money on this, you would go to Google and, and look up something like that and then see what advertisements appear before you. And then what you would do is, is you know, basically it's called, you know, R&D. It's called, uh, you know, people think R&D is research uh, and development. Well, you know, in, in some cases, it now means uh, rip off and duplicate, right? And so we're just taking best practices from other areas. And so we'd be essentially kind of borrowing somebody else's ad because obviously they're spending a lot of money on it. So it must be working. And we're, we're taking an advertisement and, and putting it front, um, basically taking one of theirs and then making an ad where we flip-flop the, the, the headline and the headline underneath it. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly, because a lot of people will say, well, what, what, what do I test against what? And the quick way to do that is take one ad and then make a variation of that, just flip-flopping the first line with the second line, because one of those will work better than the other. Got it. Okay, that makes total sense. Okay, great. Now, this is where phase one ends, right? I call phase one go nuts temporarily. And I say that because here we've created potentially thousands of keywords with thousands of ad groups with thousands times two advertisements, right? This takes a long time to set up, especially if you're doing manually. But what's going to happen is you're going to start the campaign. Now, immediately, Google is going to start spending your money. And if you leave it the way that it is now, for too long, it's not going to work. But this is absolutely magic when you do it the way that I'm talking about right now. So here, here, here we go. You, once you create the campaign that I mentioned and it gets started, you wait a couple days, maybe three to five days. When you have three to five days worth of data, you then have Google sort by clicks. Your ad groups will be sorted by how many of them have clicked versus no clicks. 
And what you're going to find is the 80-20 rule takes place. The 80-20 rule states that 80% of your results come from 20% of your activity, and it, and it holds true in marketing as well. It's amazing. But you'll find that out of 100 keywords, 20 of them are getting significant traffic, and 80 of them are not. What you're going to do after those three to five days is pause all the ad groups that are not bringing you traffic, that are not bringing you the significant traffic, and you're going to end up with 20% of those keywords. So if you had 1,000 keywords, you now only have 200. If you had 100, you now only have 20. But those 20% is going to be where the bulk of your traffic is coming from, and then all your money is going to magically be siphoned into getting those keywords to do better than they were. Does that make sense, Corey? Absolutely. That totally makes sense. Awesome. So that's what I call the optimization phase. That's phase two, right? Now, here's what you do. In phase two, you now know which keywords are working, which keywords are being clicked on, which keywords are getting you the most traffic. Now, you can, you can make it a weekly thing, like every week you log into your AdWords account, you, you pause the 80% of the keywords that aren't working, you keep the 20% that are doing well, and then you add more to test. So you can constantly be testing, be throwing new keywords into the mix as you pause the ones that don't work. This is a real, uh, real big formula that actually most, even the, the huge agencies that spend millions of dollars, they don't do this because they don't have the ability to, to drill into people's, uh, to unique people's campaigns like that. They're just too busy. Mm-hmm. But for you, for all of us, you run your own business. Everybody, everybody has everything invested in their own business. It's a total game changer. No, oh, I love that, and and this is this is huge. And you know, so we're entering in a, a new phase, the optimization phase. We're before we were on the go nuts phase, which is I really like. I you know that's a that's a phenomenal term for that. And 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 what I want to do is because I don't want to run out of time right now is um, there's, there's a particular tool that Costas has put together that helps you in, in the go-nuts phase, right? And so, I, you know, I'd like Costas to actually take a brief moment of that so before we wrap up uh, to really talk about that and how that can help you uh, in, this, in this critical go-nuts phase. So, Costas, I'll turn it over to you. Yes, Corey. So what happened was this whole methodology that I'm talking with you about you know, I've been doing this since 2000, and what I noticed was, first for my clients and then for myself, in order to do this profit properly, it was crazy. I had to hire, even with a full-time uh, staff, a fully staffed office, I couldn't, get, uh, I couldn't duplicate these efforts fast enough. I couldn't get enough keywords with, with their own ad groups. It just takes way too much time, right? Now, this is where I noticed the problem was because in order to do this right, you have to take the steps that I'm talking to you about. Even Google will say the same thing, but Google won't do this for you. So this is one of the cases where, you know, it's like eating healthy. If you want to live a healthy life, you have to refuse the bad food, but then it's so difficult to refuse the bad food so people compromise. This is the, and I just wasn't okay with compromising. So that is why I built a piece of software software that automates what would take a hundred hours uh, and, and it boils it down to a couple seconds. So what the software does is it'll take a, a list of keywords that you put in and then it will automatically with a click of a couple buttons create an AdWords campaign for you automatically. It'll link to your AdWords campaign. If you've got a thousand keywords, it'll create a thousand ad groups 
with all the appropriate keywords in each ad groups, and it will create the ads for you. So it'll create 2,000 ads. So basically within minutes of clicking a button, you have this Google AdWords campaign created, and it's completely finished, ready to be run right then and there. And this totally changed everything for, for, for my entire business because I was able to do it for myself and for my agency. So now we just push a couple buttons and get a client up and running in what would take six months before, and that was just not feasible. That's fabulous. And so why don't we give them a, a cool link where they can check this out and see if it's right for them. And uh, then we're going to wrap up. And I almost feel like there's so much more to go into because you've got such knowledge. But, you know, let's just start here. Get, what's the link that they can go and check this out? And then we're going to wrap. Yep. Well, I just want to let everybody know that this is a tool that we normally sell to agencies. It's $197 a month. Uh, considering our relationship, Corey, and considering your show and the viewers of your show and the topic that we've discussed, we're doing a one-time discount here. So I've just taken this tool. We've got it for a one-time cost. It's $97 right now. Uh, not 97 a month, but 97 one time. So uh, this is really wow. revolutionary and really easy for anybody who wants it. Uh, and that was my goal considering our conversation. So the, tool, the link that I've set up here is localtrafficktool.com forward slash mojo special, all one word. And you can go there to get it. And uh, we'll leave this, we'll leave this up for, for as long as you want to, Corey. It's a pretty, it's a, it's a really deep discount. So if you want to take this down. No, and- that's fabulous. No, let's let, yeah. So go get it right now. Local traffic slash mojo special. And I wish we had more time to, to speak more on this. We got to wrap this program up right now. But thank you so much, Costas, for being on the line talking about optimization. Go get that tool, utilize it, get into pay-per-click, and let's get rolling and getting more leads. This has been Corey Michael Sanchez, MojoVideoMarketing.com. I'll talk with all of you soon. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in to The Mojo Marketing Edge with Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.